So we looked at three, we're looking at three areas. One is where Jesus told us to pray. One is me and my father. Go into the room and pray to your father, which is in secret. So you close, close the door, you come and ah, there he is. And you spend time with God the Father, you and your Father, you and your, and your God, you and you're one-on-one with Him and you pray about your relationship with God the Father. It always takes us to a deeper level. When you and I go out to coffee and we talk about our relationship, we can talk about politics, we can talk about religion, we can talk about economics, we can talk about housing, but when we talk about our relationship, it takes it to another level. That's number one. Number two, last week, for those of, us who are, those of you who are with me, we talked about conflict relationships. Pray for those who persecute you, who give you a hard time. Those who give you strife, those who are just difficult to be, be with. You know, there's extra grace required people. You know, you just, they just make life just that little bit. Pray about it. Rather than talking to God about, uh, talking to them about them, talk to God about them. That's what we're talking about. And we said, take those relationships into it. Don't curse them, bless them, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute. Today, Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Let's read it together. Come on. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Yes. Three times Jesus has asked us to pray. Go into, the, into your private room with God and pray. Pray for your, those who persecute you. And over here he's saying, pray the God of the harvest. The God of the harvest to send out laborers. To send out laborers. Are you ready? Two reasons why we should pray. Number one. Because sheep are without a shepherd. Sheep belong with a shepherd. And sheep are without a shepherd. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages. Teaching in them. In their synagogues. Proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Healing every diseases and every affliction. When he saw the crowds. When he saw the crowds. He had compassion for them. Because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. When Jesus saw the crowds, he didn't see, ooh, crowds. Why don't they just go home already? When do the shops close? Why are they here? Are they migrants? Why are they here? They're getting in line. Ooh, the line is too long. They don't, Jesus doesn't see. Jesus sees people who are helpless and hapless. People are helpless and left alone like sheep without a shepherd. Now that's what you got to look at. Look at the picture. Look at sheep and imagine sheep without a shepherd. The shepherd's gone. There's no shepherd around. And the sheep are without a shepherd. What do they look like? What do they feel like? How do they behave? And Jesus looks at the crowds. He has compassion and he sees them as sheep. And when you look at a sheep, one long, one lonely sheep, he's got all the place. And you, you, as soon as you see sheep, you think, oh, the sheep needs to be with the shepherd. And you look around, where's the shepherd gone? Your sheep is missing, isn't it? When you see a child in the airport, one small child crying around, and suddenly you look around, where's the parent? Because the child belongs with his parent. The sheep belongs with the shepherd. When you see a lion all alone, you think, Yeah? You don't think lion belongs with... mm. If that's the truth, that's the truth, then the concept of lostness, 
that people are lost and helpless. Was Jesus discriminating? Oh, look, they don't believe in me. They don't believe in, my, in Christianity. That's why they are lost. They don't have the truth because this religion is true and all other religions are false. You think that's the deal here? No, no. Sheep belong with her. That is it. That is it. It's not religious. It is not ideological. It is not philosophical. Sheep belong with the shepherd. You try talking to the sheep. You ask. He knows nothing apart from his shepherd. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Sheep need a shepherd. That's why we need to pray. We need to pray. When he saw the crowds and he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the, oh, you got to think about this. Some of you are not Christians here today and you don't know Jesus and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. That's cool. You just, just listen and, and work with me. But for the most of you who do know Jesus and have a relationship with him, listen carefully. This is what Jesus is saying to his disciples. He's saying pray for laborers. Pray for laborers who will go out and harvest because the harvest is what? Plentiful, but the laborers are you. The harvest isn't the problem. It's the laborers that's the problem. It's not that enough people are not going to church. It's that church people are not going to the world. They are not taking the message out there. They keep it within the four walls. They keep it as an ideology or their own little private faith thing. It's not working. They don't see crowds as sheep that need to get back with their shepherd. So pray that the Lord, it's amazing. I was thinking about this. He doesn't say, pray that God would open the eyes of all of the Indians and Pakistanis and everyone that they may see. He doesn't say that. He says, pray the Lord of the harvest to move people to get out there as laborers. I want to read you a WhatsApp text that I just was, oh, you also got it. First me and then yours, okay? (laughs) I won't tell you his name, but those of you coming to camp, you'll meet him. He's not a Christian, okay? He's not a Christian. He's from another religion. And he says, and I'm going to read this to you to make a point. Sir, we guys will be allowed to play football there, right? I'm asking because if yes, then I'll be... Bringing my studs. I said, Beta, there isn't enough place to play football in Masuri. But there is a volleyball court. Okay, thank you. I heard we guys play games. Hope we will have fun. I said, yes. Smiley face. And then he says this. And listen very carefully. And may the Spirit of God speak to you. I want to know more about Jesus. I guess that's the reason I'm coming for camp. Playing games, can and all that stuff can be done anywhere. But I love attending your sessions. We'll be going on 24th night, 25th night, right? The harvest is plentiful. The Lord knows his sheep. And he is working in their lives. He's drawing them. Right here, today, this is mes- today's message. This is not from four years ago. Right here. There are people who want to know the Savior. They want to know Jesus. 
That's not the problem. Belief is not the problem. Faith is not the problem. People's ideology and understanding and heart is not the problem. It's laborers. The laborers are the problem. Second reason we got to pray is because they are under spiritual bondage. They are under spiritual bondage. And without prayer, this, they cannot be released from the grip that Satan has on their lives. Satan has a grip. This is his world. He has a grip. He has power in his hand. And he, for a period of time, is in control with, over many people. But prayer breaks that control. Jesus sent out his disciples. Go. Set them free from demonic spirits. Go heal diseases. Go give out the gospel. Preach the kingdom is near. They went out. They had a great time. They came back. But they couldn't uh, free some, deliver some people from demonic oppression. And they came to Jesus. What happened? We couldn't do this. We couldn't release them. Then Jesus said, turns to them, this can only be done by prayer. This can only be done by prayer. These can only come out by prayer. So he, he tells us that there is a spiritual dominion that has to be broken by prayer prayer there's sheep who need a shepherd and there's spiritual dominion that needs to be broken and that is why prayer goes before harvesting prayer goes before harvesting all right let's get started number five one two three four five five things we got to be praying for because jesus says pray that the lord would send out harvesters we got to be praying these five things so that god would send out harvesters we got to be praying for people in our church by name lord do these five things number one are you ready number one Pray for people to develop a burden for the unsaved. Pray for people to develop a burden for the unsaved. Because most of us don't really care about the crowds. We don't really care about those who are lost. I am saved. My sin is forgiven. My debt is covered. That's all. If anybody else really wants it, I'll tell them. But I am not burdened for the loss. But here's the deal. You come into the presence with God and you're quiet with God. You talk to God about your personal relationship. Great. Then you talk to God talk about, about your burdens. Your burdens are relationships. Your burdens are people, right? Then you talk to, talk to God about his burdens. And you know what? His burden is also people. So you talked about your relationships and the broken relationships in your life. And then you ask him to talk about and he'll talk about the broken relationships in his life. And he'll tell you about the thousands and thousands of people that you know that he wants to be back in a relationship with. And he'll give you a heart for the lost. How do you develop a heart for the lost? By praying and talking to God about the lost and he will give you the heart. Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2. He himself bore our sins in his body for you were straying like sheep but now have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls the joy of god when sheep are returned 1 timothy chapter 2 this is good and it is pleasing in the sight of god our savior who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth how many people does god want to be saved say it loudly all all god wants all people to be saved for there is one god there's one mediator between god and man the man christ jesus 2 2 timothy sorry 2 peter 3 9 the lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness but is patient toward you read not wishing that any should perish who does god want to send to hell say it who does god want to send to hell no one that's the heart of god not willing that any should perish, that nobody should perish, that all should be saved. And when you spend time with God, you leave from his presence with that burden. With that burden. A burden 
for the unsaved, a burden for those who are outside of a relationship with God. Isaiah 45 verse 22, turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth for I am God and there is no other. God bleeds every day to be right with people. God bleeds every day. Number one, develop. Say develop. Great. Number two, dedicate. Pray for people to dedicate their lives to the good news, to the good news, to the gospel. Pray for people to dedicate their lives to the gospel. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, 8, and 9. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of fear, but of power and love and self-control. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-control. God has given us a spirit, not of fear, say it, but of? Loudly. Power, love, self-control. Hmm. Therefore, because he's given us a spirit of, say it. Therefore, do not be ashamed of my testimony. Do not be ashamed of my testimony. And Paul says, but share in the suffering of the gospel. The embarrassment of giving the gospel. The ridiculousness of giving the gospel. The chance or risk of being mocked at, at your workplace, in the bus, in your relationships, in your friends, in your social circles. The chance, the risk of being ridiculed for your faith. Take it. Get used to it. Work with it. Grow up. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Dedicate your lives to the gospel. Okay, I'm not preaching to you. I'm saying that we should pray that God does this in people's lives. Got it? Got it? Got it? Got it? Got it? We are praying that God. So you are praying that God does it in my life. I am praying that God does it in your life. And guaranteed more people are praying for you than you are praying for others. So, got it? Okay. Dedicate, dedicate their lives to the gospel. Do not be ashamed because what we need deep inside for the spirit of God to do is set us free. Set the mouth free. When you're talking about a weight loss program, oh, yeah, this is works, yeah, it works. You've never tried it. You don't know anybody who succeeded in it. It works. No scientific evidence, no proven. It works. You will swell your life on it. Yeah? Finance gain, financial savings investment, something, something, something. No, you don't know. You don't know what the future holds, but you will stake your life on it. But when it comes to the gospel, (coughs) you're a Christian. (coughs) You believe in Christ. What does Easter mean? (coughs) It just comes up to here and then. (coughs) And that is what the spirit of God has to work on. You know, it comes from the heart and then there's blockage like ring road. Like this metro construction, there is blockage. And it's not that you don't believe. You believe, but it doesn't come. And the Spirit of God can just open it. And I'm saying we need to pray that after every Sunday morning, the members would be released, unleashed on Delhi with the freedom to let it out. To let it out. We'll talk about what, okay? Number one, develop. Number two, Dedicate, dedicate their lives to the gospel. Number three, detach. Pray for people to detach themselves from earthly ambitions. Because we are not going to live for something eternal if we are so stuck on something earthly. We have to detach ourselves from ambitions. Doesn't mean don't have earthly ambitions. Don't uh, go for entrance exams. Don't aim high. That's not what he's saying. 
But he's saying you're not attached to it. It's not everything to you. Pray for people to detach themselves from earthly ambitions. Paul says in Philippians, but whatever gain I had, I count it. I count it loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. He says, once upon a time I had all of this and I was attached to it. Now I still have it, but I'm not attached to it. I am detached to it. I am detached to it. Earthly ambitions. Earthly ambitions. Pray that people would be detached. In your private time with God, pray by name for members to be detached from their earthly ambitions. Pray that people would be detached from that attachment, that that holding on to everything that is earthly, everything that's earthly. All right. Whatever was gained, I can't decide to learn. Number four. Number four. Number one, develop. Number two, dedicate. dedicate. Number three, number four, declare. Desire, desire, desire. Pray for people to desire training for effective evangelism. To desire training for fact. You want to give the gospel. It comes up to here. But it doesn't come out. Now the spirit of God. Because people are praying for you. Is releasing you from that. Now you can say it. But you don't know what to say. You can't say it well. You come out arrogant. You come out unprepared. You come out uh, sounding you know. Not sure. You want to be prepared. You want to be prepared. Pray that God would give people a desire to be trained. They will train for for medicine, they will train for politics, they will train for law, they will train for everything else. But for the most important message on the face of the earth in all time, we're like, ah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just share. I'll just, I'll just share my heart. That is why in a church of seven, eight hundred people, we have a training program for, or we have a training seminar. Say, come learn how to share the gospel. Ten people show up. Church of 7, 800, 10 people show up. Great. Okay, fantastic. That's not the fun part. The fun part is when we have it again, the same 10 people show up. Now I'm wondering what happened to the 10. What did you not learn last time that you're coming back again? Are you with me? There's no interest. There is no desire to train. I'll tell you why you, it's, you need to be trained. 1 Peter chapter 3. But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Always, here, underline, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason of hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Let's do it again. Being prepared, circle that. That takes training. To make a defense that needs training. To anyone who asks you for the reason of the hope, that's cognitive. That's cognitive. The reason for the hope. It's cognitive. It's not a feeling. No one's asking you for what you experienced, what you're feeling. They're asking you for what you know, reason for the hope that is in you. And when you explain this, when you present this good news, this gospel, you do it with, say it, gentleness and respect. Gentleness relationally, respect religiously. You respect other religions, respect other faiths, respect other philosophies. And with deep respect for their allegiance to their faith, you present what you know to be true and let them deal with the rest. 
And this also takes training. You were not just born with the ability to respect others and say everything of the gospel, present the gospel with respect. You need to learn. You need to train. You train for everything else. You train for a 25-year career. You train for a 35-year career, but you don't train for an eternal career. We need to get trained. And the desire for training comes from prayer. We need to pray that God gives us a desire to be trained. All right, number one, dedicate. Develop. Number two. Number three. Number four. And five is declare. Declare. Pray that God would give people, send out people to declare the atoning work of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 3 and 4. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. Christ died for our sin, number one, in accordance with the scripture. That he was buried, number two. And that he was raised. He rose again on the third day. That's it. That is the gospel. That is the atoning work of God. That Jesus did this for every person who has ever lived. This is what Jesus did for every single human being who has ever did. Whatever religion, background, whenever they lived, Jesus did this. And it is our job, we have to pray that God gives people the power and the braveness to declare what Jesus did. This is it. That everybody in your life hears from you three things. Number one, brother, sister, friend, did you hear Jesus died for your sin, Jesus was buried historically, and Jesus was raised. He's alive. That is it. That is the switch to switch the light on. That is the gospel. That is the essence, the power of God. Right there, when you switch the light on, God does everything else. That, that's all he wants to know. And here we are, bachelor's degrees, Diplomas, master's degrees, PhDs. Some getting a second PhD because they are not sure about the first. (laughs) And we can't give three sentences boldly. Jesus died for you. Jesus was buried for you. Jesus. That's it. That's it. That is all he's saying. And God is, Jesus is saying, pray that the God of the harvest would send out laborers to say these three sentences. So that every human being hears these three sentences before they die. That's all God wants. That's all God wants. Pray for people to declare the atoning work of God. Before I close, real quick. Number one, develop a burden for the unsaved. Number two, dedicate your lives to the gospel, the gospel message. Number three, Detach yourself from earthly ambitions. Number four, desire training for evangelism. Number five, declare the atoning work of God, the atoning what Jesus has done to make you at one with God, at one with God. Yay! We need to pray for missions, my friends. As I close, we need to pray for missions. We need to pray to be a church that is burdened for the world because we worship a God who is burdened for the world. Got it? Got it? You can't sit here and say, Lord, I worship you. I adore you. I lay my life down before you. Then he says, but I'm burdened for the whole world. Huh, what the hell? But I worship you. That's going to work. It's not going to work. Your worship as soon or later is going to lose its taste. 
because you do not reflect the heart of God. You hang out with God long enough in private and sooner or later he's going to tell you his relationship problems. The people he wants to be right with. And you'll develop a burden for it. As I close, I want to tell you about e-careers that God has called some of us, many of us, to e-careers. These are called laborers. Send prayer to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. These are laborers with e-careers. There are two e-careers. One is earthly career and one is eternal career. And God wants you to have an eternal career. That means that your career is going to start now and never end in eternity. You will never retire from this career. You will always be a laborer in God's vineyard. You'll always be someone who is plucking the fruit of God's work. God does the work and you get the fruit. And he just wants people to get out there and pluck. Just get out there and pluck. Because God is the one who's doing the work. Listen very carefully. God needs people who will take their e-career seriously because nothing else matters. Everything else that is done in this world will be left behind. Your careers, your jobs, your projects, your targets, everything will be left behind. You will bid everything goodbye as you leave for heaven because you are going to heaven. Everything that is saved, you will bid goodbye to. The Bible says you will be raptured and taken to heaven and you will notice that. You will know the experience. You will, and as you're going up to heaven, there's two directions you will look. Either you'll be looking up saying, Jesus, I've been waiting for you. I'm so excited. Or you'll be looking down and bidding goodbye to your fixed deposits. Bidding goodbye to your houses and your cars and your careers and your friends and everything that your life was about. That you could, you were so attached to that, it was your life and you're going to have to say bye to it. If you know that, people with e-careers know that what they're going to leave behind is not worth getting attached to. What they're going to leave behind is not worth getting attached to. So they set their hearts on things above where Christ is hidden, where their life is hidden with Christ in God. And they look on earth and look on everything else. They still have a career. They still have families. They still have cars. They still have houses. But they look on it with an eternal perspective because they have eternal careers. And God wants you to do that because nothing else matters. People who take their e-careers seriously understand the harvest principle. The harvest principle is that faith is sown by God, but harvested by us. Did you get that? Faith is sown by God, but harvested by us. They understand the partnership principle. That he sows, we reap. We are not doing the work. We are not changing anybody. We are not transforming anybody. We are not converting anybody. God is the one who's doing the work. We are simply leading them home. We are simply leading them back to Christ. We're just simply telling them what Jesus has done and they do the rest. It's just plucking fruit. It's just plucking fruit. And God wants more laborers because there is so much fruit. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? Why do you need more laborers? Because there's, uh, the harvest is plentiful. God Almighty is saying to you Indians, that the harvest is plentiful. No, they don't want to believe. No, they, they all, they all. Their hearts are very hard. We are soft. We are humble. We are so good. They are all nothing doing. Nothing doing. 
There's 10 of you out there that have more potential for a stronger relationship with God than you and me. And God wants them. God wants them. Remember, the church is the only society on the face of the earth that is not about itself. It is about everyone else. Understand the partnership principle. He sows and we. What does he sow? He sows seed. Listen very carefully. I might offend some people right now. He sows seed. And the seed is the word of God. What is that word? Jesus died. Jesus was buried. Jesus. That is the word. That is the word. I sow that seed. Or rather God sows that seed. I simply speak it. But God sows that seed deep into your heart. And it bears fruit. And I pluck the fruit. I say come. Let's be disciples. Let's, let's grow in Christ. I, I only bear the fruit. But the seed is the word of God. That is only the seed. Only that is the seed. There is no other seed. For evangelism, for the kingdom of God, listen to me very carefully. There is no other seed. 10,000 rupees, 5,000 rupees, 10,001 rupees, promise, expansion, new revelation, rubbish all of that is rubbish what you hear on tv what you read in books is rubbish it is not true send your seed send this much money send that nothing doing this is the seed this is the seed of god and everything else every other seed is of the devil i just thought i'd throw that in okay be warned be warned and god puts that seed in people faith responds and we pluck the fruit. God puts a seed, faith responds, we pluck the fruit. Putting the church and your heavenly assignment on top of things, that's what people with e-careers take seriously. Giving well, giving our children, giving our best, that's what people with e-careers take seriously. What should you pray to God this morning? Lord, give me eyes. Jesus saw the crowds and his heart was filled with compassion. I see the crowds and I run inside. Lord, give me eyes of compassion. Give me words when I'm in the occasion to speak. Give me words that I may know what to speak. Give me joy to be able to pluck fruit so I can say as I stand before Jesus, Lord, I brought these people with me. I left my house. I left my fixed deposit. I left my gold. I left all my land. I left everything. in there, But I brought these people with me. I brought these people with me. I invested in them. I brought them with me. They are my wealth. They are my contribution to you. Give me the joy of seeing people come to Christ through me. These things you can pray for yourself. Let me leave you with a blessing. But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved. God chose you as first fruits. Just because you got saved first, that's great. But through the sanctification by the Spirit and, and belief in the truth, you got saved. But to this end... To this he has called you through our gospel so that you may obtain the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. That you may rejoice with him in a world that gets reconciled to him. We always give thanks for you. I give great thanks to you. You are an amazing church. You are a living church. You are a loving church. You are an incredible community. But my prayer is that your prayer life, your prayer life would just catch on fire. Some of you are new to the whole thing. You've just started taking an interest. You've just started get, putting your things together, your faith together. You're to, maybe you're, some of you are going through a transition. Some of you have been in it for years. No matter where you are, my heart's desire as a pastor is that you would enjoy a powerful prayer life 
personal, individual, independent with God. And I've explained to you in the last three weeks how you can do that. And may the Lord lead you into that. Don't leave today without a commitment. Without saying, telling God what you're going to do about it. Don't leave today. Even if I'm never going to see you again. If you are visiting today for the first time, you are here because God wanted you to hear this. May the Lord bless you richly, richly uh, fill you with his character and his strength. Hi, I'm Jeremy Dawson. And if you liked what you just saw, if it was a blessing, then hit the subscribe button. Come on, you can do it. Hit the subscribe button. uh, Hit the bell so that we know you want to hear from us. Lots of videos coming your way. Songs, worship, encouragement. Come on, subscribe. Let's take this forward and share with somebody you might know. Write a comment in the section below. But let's see you guys again. Come on, subscribe.